With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. This is Jersey Joe. This is the night edition. This is the pre-NHL trade deadline New Jersey Devils edition today. And recently mentioned on the fourth period by Dave Pagnota that the Devils are looking at currently two guys right now. You have two wingers that they're aiming for in Timo Meyer and Brock Besser. So both players were drafted by West Coast teams and in the Pacific Northwest. And I'll give you a little description of each one of them by their draft minus one year all the way through their draft plus three. And I'll tell you what they're doing points per game wise, stuff like that. And we're going to go with the first one. It's Timo Meyer. He has played in more games than Brock Besser has. Because he's been able to stay healthier than Brock Besser. So in D-1, Timo Meyer scored an 11 versus Brock Besser 16. And Brock Besser scored pretty high for a high schooler. And Timo did just fine with the QMJHL coming over from Switzerland. But then in his second year, Timo scored a 31, which was very high for his second year. And beats out Brock Besser's 27 from the USHL. So the USHL is a step below the NCAA. So pretty much... Timo Meyer looking like the guy, you know, being who he is. And Meyer goes on to move up to uh, plus 36 in his, in his draft plus one season. So you look at Brock Besser in his first year in the NCAA D1 with Minnesota for the Golden Gophers. Scores a 50. What a big move for the sharpshooter from Minnesota. So, you go on to the next year. The D plus two for Timo Myers at 33. Brock Besser puts up a slightly better year than Meyer does with 37. However, Brock Besser still declined significantly. Uh, from his draft plus one year. So, and we move on to the draft plus three. So, both players made it to the NHL in the draft plus three seasons. Now, let's get to the good part. Timo Meyer becomes a NHL player scoring a 36 basis points. And then you go over to Brock Besser with his time beginning in Vancouver, scoring a 73. So, if you go back a few seasons, I'm not 
anyone can correct me, but I think, let me, no, let me just look this up. Let me see. Brock Besser. First NHL draft year. Elite prospects. Dot com. Ah, here we go. Here is going to be the answer. Drum roll, please. Alrighty then. His first full season was 62 games. Scored 29 goals and 55 points. That's pretty good for a rookie who isn't a blazing fast player. But as someone who's a sharpshooter. And let's see who was on that Vancouver Canucks team. Ah, the Sedin twins. Bo Horvat, Thomas Vanek, Alexander Edler, Sam Gagne, Brandon Sutter, the dreadful Louis Erickson, Michael Delzato, really? It's been that long. Jake Vertanen. Nikolai Goldobin, Marcus Granlund, Troy Stetcher, Chris Tanev, UC Jokinen, Darren Archibald. Well, this team actually was somewhat decent. Yeah, somewhat decent. And Brock Besser, that year, led the Canucks with 29 goals. And you look at the points, he and Daniel Sedin were tied with 55 points. Yet Daniel Sedin played in 81 games. That is success for a young rookie. Now, let me compare Brock Besser to Timo Meyer. So... I love this feature where you can put players side by side. And let's go from here. So for those of you who don't know, Brock Besser was born in 1997 in February. And you have Timo Meyer was born in October of 1996. So, <clears throat> what does that have to do with anything? Well, Brock may be a little bit younger, but he developed a little bit more quicker. However, both guys, pretty close in age. And there's a little bit of an outlier there. So we'll get to all the highlights. So you have Besser. He's achieved at the Hlinka Gretzky bronze medal. Then you have the one-time under-20 World Junior bronze medal. Then the NCAA championship winner. The NCAA West, first All-American team. NHL All-Rookie. One-time USHL. And then another... First all-star team, and then you go to Timo Meyer, 
one-time world champion silver medal. Then you have one-time QMJHL champion. Then two-time, no, one QMJHL second all-star team. Yes. Pretty well-established players. Nothing wrong with that. So, if you go by what these guys have done, let's put it in perspective. Let's put the Hlinka-Gresky tournament stuff behind. Timo Meyer versus Brock Besser. Brock Besser is the better points-per-game player than Timo Meyer. Brock Besser does not beat Timo Meyer's 312 total points. However, Brock Besser has 286. So they're very close. Now, if you go by assists, Brock Besser is only off by five assists versus Timo Meyer's 151 versus Brock Besser's 130. And yes, with both players being the go-to guys on their not-so-well-structured team, Brock Besser has a minus 24 throughout his seven years in the NHL. Timo Meyer has a minus 31. Plus minus doesn't really mean much in my book. It's all about the points. So the points per game belongs to... Brock Besser. Oh, and just in. New Jersey double scout at the Sens versus Habs game is Al Santilli. So it looks like the doubles are keeping an eye on Josh Anderson. However, I will say this. I'll do him later in the episode. I still think the Devils are going after Timo Meyer really hard. And I have to agree with Dave Penyota and my boy Jim Berger that the Devils, for those of you who saw that tweet, I really do think the Devils are really going hard first after Timo Meyer. And if the asking price is what the Vancouver Canucks got in return, then I see the Devils going for Brock Besser. I really like the fact that the Devils are going after a primetime goal scorer, but you don't want to unload too many assets for a splashy move. However... Timo Meyer and Brock Besser have something a little bit different than each other. Besser is going to be a free agent in 2025, so there's no negotiating there. Timo Meyer has a $10 million qualifying offer. And another person out there on Twitter went to say from San Jose Hockey Now that Besser is looking for 
nine million dollars in a qualifying offer. So, with that being said, I see the Devils getting a nice contract for him, and they still resign Jesper Bratt long term, and they'll eventually offload a couple bottom six guys in the off season or in a trade or two. And then they find someone on the back end to help close the gap between moving either Kevin Ball or Nikita Hotuk. And I think Ball gets moved, but Hotuk isn't too far off from being a stable uh, stay-at-home defenseman who can chip in offensively, but is on the right track for success. And any team out West getting Kevin Ball growing up, he's going to be something interesting for a defensive defenseman who's learning to really grow. And I don't mean that when the pun intended, being a big guy with a six foot seven frame. Now, back to Timo Meyer. He has so many connections with the Devils and it's not even funny and the Devils do have connections to the Vancouver Canucks uh, not the Vancouver Canucks the San Jose Sharks Tom Fitzgerald's brother works for their staff um, Mike Greer is the GM of the San Jose Sharks and you look at both teams they're pretty much down and out and they're going to tank hard for the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. And you just look at how Vancouver was able to get a very solid return for moving Bo Horvat. I admire Bo, Bo Horvat, although I never really got to watch him a lot because he's on, he was on the West Coast for so many years. But when the Devils would play against him, you really saw in your eyes, like, we should have got this guy. We could have done better. But at the same time, theoretically, long term, you get Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer down the road. But, you know, you don't want to have an alternate pass now. Because right now, the the present and the future are very bright in the Garden State. Now, I always tell people this, that Tom Fitzgerald has his pulse on other players in the league. And I really see the Devils getting that big gun on the wings and they get a defenseman in return who's a veteran. Maybe not in one of these trades, but definitely I'm a big fan of Nico Mikola. And why do I bring him up so much in my hockey articles? So I am a big fan of big physical players, you know, nothing sexy. I like grit. I like physicality. I want to see a hard hip check, someone who's going to keep the opponent 
honest and make them feel more humble and stay away from the net. And it makes me think that you look at um, a team like the Blues and the Canucks and they got some really interesting pieces. Luke Shen is mentioned. Nico Mikola, my favorite, honestly. But I'm not looking for someone who's going to score goals. I look for someone who's going to be strong and powerful. So you look at Braden Shen. He's got the same kind of contract as Mikola up at the end of 2023. And Mikola will only cost you $1.9 million. Right now it would be prorated. He's definitely up for a new contract as well as Shen, Luke Shen is only going to cost you $850,000. This is all per cat friendly. And you definitely need to look at the age difference. And yes, I'm the same age as Luke Shen. But I'm a little bit older. <laughs> uh, Mikola is seven years apart from Shen. So he's seven years younger. So the Devils could get more use out of him. However, I have nothing against certain players with age. But I do buy into um, their overall stats. And you need guys going to be physical, gritty, that definitely will make an impact in the playoffs, in the regular tail end of the season. And this would be good because you don't want to have to rush Luke Hughes and Simon Nemich uh, too quickly. Now, let's start off with Luke Shen. Points per game, he's a point twenty. So he beats out Nico Mikola by 0.06. And you move over to the total points. Luke Shen has the most points in a 15-year span. Meanwhile, Nico Mikola is only scored 20, but you have him playing more of a defensive game. Shen is 185 total points, though. So if you're really going for a guy who scores a lot of assists, it's Luke Shen. And he's a tough player to go up against. Mikola, on the other hand, 16 assists, 4 goals. Mikola's played in 139 games in 4 years. Um, You're getting Shen, who's played 912 and 15. However, if you look at the playoffs, this is where it gets interesting. Mikola has 0.13 points per game, 10 penalty minutes. Then you look at Luke Shen, 0.19 points per game, 22 penalty minutes, plus six. 
And Luke Shen has three goals, three assists, in six and six points in four years. Mikola, two assists in two seasons. So he gets a point for every eight playoff games he plays in. So each series for eight, 12, 16, that's every time he goes for four rounds, he scores a quarter of the time. So really, if you can't get Luke Shen, then Mikulov would be a good option. I really think that the Devils have an interesting case on their hands. And you take a look at these guys. Let's take a look at their, some of their achievements. So by the time you look at Luke Shen at age 30 and 31, he won the Stanley Cup twice with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then Nico Mikola, before he came to the NHL, world championship gold medal, world championship top three player on the team. You have him at age 20, Liga silver medal. So that is a good achievement, really good achievements. Now you look at age 19, Mikola had the U-20 SM Liga bronze medal, U-20 World Junior gold medal. Um, Looking at Shen, same age. NHL all-rookie team. You had NHL Young Stars roster. World Championship silver. So really, you know, these guys aren't, you know, just some physical players that don't have any pedigree. They do. These guys know what they're doing. And the Devils need that veteran piece who's going to help guide the younger players on defense through the beginning, the middle, and the end of the latter half of the season and the playoffs. And if the Devils are able to make some bold moves that doesn't hurt them in the long term they'll be just fine um i don't expect tom fitzgerald to make any lou lamarillo like moves and you know speaking of which let me dig into that anthony bovillier yes anthony bovillier and atu ratu So let me compare both guys for those who are Canucks fans and maybe Islander fans who didn't get a chance to really enjoy these players. So they're five years apart. Despite them being uh, Canadian and Finnish, they're both forwards, but Bovillier is more of a winger than he is a center, but... Aturatu definitely is a center. And you take a look at what the Vancouver Canucks 
really have. So in the past five games, Beauvillier does have a goal. Not a goal. He has an assist, but no goals. Ratu doesn't have any of the past five games. However, let's go over to Anthony Beauvillier. Let's get to their other numbers. Age 20. Let's start there. Atu Ratu and Anthony Beauvillier in different seasons. You look at the AHL. Beauvillier was with the Sound Tigers. And ended up making it to the NHL. Only played in a few games. Three games. With two goals. And Ratu made it up from the Bridgeport Islanders in the 22-23 after seven goals, eight assists, 15 points in 27 games. Now, Beauvillier, when he was in the 17-18 season, 21 goals, 15 assists, 36 points. These guys aren't just throw-ins in a trade. They actually have upside. And you take a look at what Bovillia has done in his first year versus Ratu's second season. Bovillia is the better player when it comes to points per game with 0.67 versus 0.52 for Atu Ratu. And Bovillia has... Two points in his first season. So, Atu Ratu, with 15, has seven goals, eight assists, and 29 games played. So, really, um, that was in the AHL. Those were those numbers. Now, you look at the NHL level. Beauvillier. Seven seasons, 457 games, Ratu with one season under his belt, 12 games played, and Beauvillier is an established player. 209 total points, 102 goals, 107 assists, 0.46 points per game. Atu Ratu, only two points. Um, in those 12 games. Now, Bovillier is the established player. He's going to help the Vancouver Canucks the most, but if they can develop Atu Ratu more as a young guy, that's going to be a huge steal. And plus that first-round pick that's a conditional uh, top 12, I really think, is going to get the Vancouver Canucks a really good pick, whether it's in this draft or the 2024 draft. I am excited for the Vancouver Canucks for once. And I really think that they're going to win this trade if Bo Horvat doesn't re-sign in 
the Islanders. If the end of this podcast, there's an update, I'm going to have to tweet something out on Twitter. But I really think the way Vancouver is looking, it's going to be better in the longer term for them. But right now, things are pretty grim. And as someone who's a Devils fan and a hockey guy, I really value assets, whether you're a building team, retooling, or building a contender and a contender becoming a Stanley Cup contender. So these are all, you know, intangibles that you can't take too lightly but they must be taken seriously because you just don't know um, what happens next. And I really want to see everyone build together through their asset management. So with everything I have really talked about today, don't be afraid to say hi to me on Twitter at JerseyJoe11 underscore NJ. I'm also on Instagram. And this podcast is on Spreaker, Jaya Savan, and even Amazon Music slash podcasts. And a buddy of mine tweeted out something. From sportsnet.ca. So this is a little update from earlier in the show. Um, Bulletin 11. This is from Elliot Freeman. I wouldn't say New Jersey is the team to beat on Timo Meyer, But it's clear teams know the Devils are very much in it. The biggest balancing act for them might be their salary structure. It sounds like they prefer to have no fours above Jack Hughes's eight million annual average, or at least not blowing that out of the water. That's not only a consideration for Meyer, but also Jesper Bratt. Okay, so let me think about this. Remember a podcast or two ago I was talking about Tommy Fitzgerald going to pull off a bit of the Boston Bruins hometown discount so this is what I mean that it looks like Timo Meyer may have to agree to an $8 million AAV or around 9 or $10 million, but nothing like David Pasternak money. So then you have Jesper Bratt. I don't think Bratt is worth $8 million yet. He's more like no higher than $6 million. Mm, okay, maybe $6 million to 6.8. He hasn't quite earned it yet, 
but he's getting to that eventually. So definitely if the Devils don't land Timo Meyer, Brock Besser would fit just perfectly. So with that being said, there's definitely going to be some financial money talks going on. And it's really interesting to see what the doubles can do. I really think that they're onto something, especially with the cap going up a million dollars in the off season. I just think it's going to be something that is doable. But it's not going to break the bank. It's going to be an interesting season going forward. But we'll just wait to see what happens next. So with that being said, I wish you a wonderful start to the month of February. And definitely enjoy the All-Star Game. And the skills competition, although some people really don't look forward to it. I certainly like the highlights, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, everybody, have a great day.